Ahaiche, Koja Gale, Guinusha, Saguni Korafat, Erangetal Chess, Kunjohas, Adam Gwilin, Major, Nibalia, Apesse, Chance, Aitsaivinus, Mayhem, Castle, Agas, or Mutasas of Fierkin Forge, Adarishiro, Tom Vidir of Trif Tiotas, Kiltori, and Scott, Agas, Tasunam. Sheep shed the cash the cloak at Munch of Tiana Vasta, Nelena Rasarumakum and Sheep. Dear friends, may I begin by thanking Amb Ambassador Keating for inviting, for hosting this reception and inviting Sabina and I to meet you. We're absolutely delighted to have the opportunity of meeting so many members of the Irish community. All of you who have come to New Zealand in different circumstances, in different generations, who've been active in New Zealand society, be it in agriculture, professions, skills, or however you have come. As President of Ireland, Sabine and I are absolutely delighted uh, to be meeting you all. We have an opportunity later of meeting you some more. I do want to say what, as a, this is the my final event here in Wellington, but what a great uh, event it has been uh, to have met so many people, to have uh, been able to attend so many events. Tomorrow we go to Christchurch, and then we go, I go on to Auckland, and then I begin the journey home on Trossawalia. But it's a, a very, very great pleasure to be in, in New Zealand, where one in six people claim Irish parentage, claim Irish ancestry. But of course, people from Ireland have been coming here since just around the middle of the 19th century in particular. I think as well, I was very, very pleased earlier today to have the opportunity, as I have just heard now, a wonderful mixture of two great traditions, uh, the traditions of Maori and the traditions of, of, of Irish traditional music. But I think as well, earlier today, I had the opportunity of visiting and receiving welcomes from uh, the first arrivals on the, the, these islands of New Zealand. And it's a very, very great pleasure to, uh, to be here. The Irish people who came here, I suppose, came in their greatest numbers from about 1860 on. I think they came, many of them, those years, uh, just less than a decade on from Ungartamoor. Uh, the great famine which affected Ireland in a way that will really never be forgotten nor should it be forgotten. A million people dying from hunger, if unnecessarily as food was being exported from the country, and that it would lead to two million people leaving the country. And if today we have 70 million people around the world who claim Irish ancestry, and we are proud of them all, part of the extended Irish family, one of its major forces is the reactions to those events of 1845 to 1850. I think, uh, as well as that, uh, those of us in Ireland with long memories, it's very important uh, to remember is also people have long imaginations, as we say in Irish, a very much more beautiful word, really, and I think that we very, very much today, as I visited different manifestations of culture, know how much we can have in common with each other. A very, very old culture, 
uh, I often wonder, and it is something well worth doing uh, in a creative sense of imagining what was the first encounter of those who came and looked at each other and wondered what was their purpose, how and what circumstances, spiritual and practical, was one entering the land of another and so on. And therefore that's what was extraordinarily moving about the, the receptions that we received. I was delighted to, to be here in this particular, the venues such as this, were, are really, they are resonant of all of what I have been talking about. The Irish who came, I think, here as well, have been speaking about the general features of that. But all of you who've come yourselves uh, have your own story that is a crucial part of your family's history and of uh, your own shared memories. I think that is incredibly important because history is never just only about the big features. It is about all of the individual stories added together. Those who have left, for example, leaving, there are sometimes people have left voluntarily, more and more so in the modern period. People lived involuntarily in the periods to which I've been referred to. I'm very pleased on this particular part of the state visit uh, that I'm accompanied by the Minister for Justice, Equality and Law Reform, Charles Flanagan, who indeed would have uh, had been so active in relation to promoting the Irish-New Zealand relationship. And may I just pause to say that one good practical result we were able to announce yet last night is that Ireland will be opening a residential embassy here in Wellington. And I very, very much I had the opportunity of meeting uh, 19 years ago I came here to give a, 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 a to participate in a seminar on the importance of culture and the future of public service broadcasting. At that time a transition in government was taking place and Helen Clark was arriving. As I arrived this time another young a brilliant woman was taking over as Premier, and I so wish her well. And I had an opportunity last night and again today of having a long conversation with her. I so wish the winter Thulanua, I so wish the people of New Zealand every, every success. But what is very good, the New Zealand government has taken a decision to actually start looking for property to open their resident embassy in Dublin. This is all very good because it means that many of the younger people who have been coming here in both directions, uh, taking advantage, let us say, of the visa scheme, the working visa scheme, that now everything will be easier. And there are so many things in which we celebrate. Uh, we have so much in common with New Zealand. And when I was much younger, I remember admiring the extraordinary courage with which New Zealand uh, stood up to the its, its, its defence of its sovereignty in relation to peace. All of us know about the sinking of the Rainbow Warrior, and we also know as well as that to have courage at that time, to have tenacity. We are both of our countries, just about 4.8 million each, but to have a country that time in the international forum standing up 
uh, to one of the most powerful countries in the world and saying if we choose uh, to ha be non-military in our ports, we will have the right to do so. And also in Ireland, when we joined the United Nations, one of the most important things we did was just take a, to immediately commit ourselves. We were actually the proposers of the non-proliferation treaty in relation to nuclear capacity. And again, just recently, New Zealand and ourselves have been cooperating in the most recent decision taken by the United Nations. There is area after area, and I'm just after coming from a fabulous cultural performance which shows, if you like, what our contemporary musicians can do together, be it in Dangan, in Kerry, or be it in Wellington, and they all come together to produce something that simply has no borders. I think that one of the things that all of you here uh, I want you to say as President of Ireland, uh, the first time I came I had just finished as Minister for Culture, not quite finished, let us say, uh, the, uh, the government had changed, but it was a great opportunity at that time of speaking about the importance of culture. In the different uh, places, I mean, I'm speaking in Auckland, I've been saying issues when the things that we do practically, such as economics and all of these areas, it is when they're placed at the centre of cultures that are able to take account of the identity and personality of people, both past, present, and what they're imagining for each other, that all of the things are at their most human and their best. I think here in Wellington, no more than the other cities that I have visited, you will see the Irish names everywhere. And they're there from the very beginning. I often think, for example, and it is very, very interesting, because without going too very much longer, I often think of Michael Davitt came here in 1895, and he spent seven months in Australia and New Zealand. And one of the most important articles that were written is an article that Davitt praised, and that was used by John Balance, for example, around the time of the Waitaki Treaty, to say, New Zealand needn't mistake, repeat all the mistakes of Irish landlordism. And Davitt, travelling around, mentioned, was very impressed by the attempts that were being made to, in fact, manage something that is very close to people's minds and psyche in both New Zealand and Ireland. The land, the sea, the spirit, and so forth. And after all, the great Irish famine was brought about no more than all those vagrants who were sent and transported from the United Kingdom as well. They themselves are the legacy of the clearances that had shoved people as vagrants into the cities to become involved in what would be called crimes, but were often struggles for survival, and they were just as they were then seen as the material for the new colonies and so forth. Be that as it may, people from other nations, but Benfield Island in particular, uh, came and they made their contribution and they built the new identity. And if the Maori are part of this is a foundation stone for your contemporary culture, there is an Irish contribution too. And it has been at every level, in every profession. And it was done by, uh, by if you like, the labour of the hands and the labour of the mind. And I, as President, very, very much want to salute you on that. Today, uh, New Zealand, as a country, Wellington as a city, is full of opportunities for cooperation. We will find that, and there are so many things we can do, not just within boundaries of our own countries, but New Zealand and Europe and Ireland and Asia and so forth, using, cooperating and celebrating with each other.
I want to, in particular, as I have everywhere for these last couple of weeks, been thanking those in particular who have been helpful to the Irish who have found themselves in difficult situations. And the one I will make kind of a customer in the area, a kitson, a wee following, a kitson, better or a jacker, the aka, not better a horror, or the living he. All those who may have either as personal difficulties or whatever, family difficulties or whatever, all those organisations, those people. So may I say, Mila Buik is my thanks as President of Ireland to those who welcome the Irish and those who support them and to those who are offering them friendship and to work with them. I want to express my thanks to those voluntary, those people who have the greatest instincts of the heart and reach out to another person who has of the same humanity but who is in difficulties. And then those organisations, I think, in, in very, very much the Wellington Irish Society, the Wellington and Hot Valley GA Club. And it's very interesting when I was in the neighbouring country in Australia recently with the president of the GA at the Australasian football and hurling finals and so forth. For the first time, the president of the GA and the president of Ireland were at the same event together. Uh, abroad, we are at them regularly in Crook <laughs> Park. I think that one of the things that was very, very true, well, mind, there are 460 clubs uh, abroad now in relation to the GA. And the GA is, in fact, at its very best when it is providing a venue, space, and opportunity for people uh, to come together. Coming to any place new, there is a feeling of strangeness, and it takes time to make yourself work your way. And therefore, those who help are doing something incredibly important. I want to say as well, as that usually when people say, well, uh, people sometimes meet, and as a head of state, sometimes you're invited to start off the conversation by looking at the export and import figures and say, what we trade with you, you trade with us, as if something that is incredibly important, of course, because it affects both of jobs, but then at the same time, there's more involved. There's the relationship between peoples. Ireland and New Zealand are friends. New Zealand has been very good to those Irish I've been speaking about across ages and to generations and in different circumstances. New Zealanders have come to Ireland and they find the same thing. And they keep asking questions. It's in the songs and it's in the culture and it's in the music. We have had burdens placed upon us. We have had, in fact, been asked to be something other than ourselves. And in both cases, people, for example, after the end of the 18th century, who have come here have crafted their own culture alongside another culture. Ireland, on the other hand, not losing our own languages, that's why I speak it almost every day. We actually just took that other language and renovated it and won four Nobel Prizes in it. And that was more or less a suggestion. I think people sometimes do the same thing in relation to... The Australians had a go at doing that in relation to football, but that's for another day. But I think, Tisha, I just want to say to all of you who are gathered here, Again, if I may speak my own language, I say at Mila Buikasan Saptan Queen of Wilshire Bad and Kera, I'm so kohoire and fifteen phone shit rum hein, rum mehen, I'm tara, it's on a toy tash the lenis queen got rocks, banakari, don't talk. I so wish you health and happiness. I thank you from my heart for turning out in such numbers and welcoming uh, Sabina and I and the minister and all those travelling with me. 
I wish you and your families and your neighbours all of the very best for the future with health and happiness. Thank you, Goramaki.